This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live in the beautiful Zoomerplex in Liberty Village in downtown Toronto, and our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item you're curious about its value, you can give us a call right now, 416 360 0740. That's 416 360 0740. Or you can call toll free 1 866 744 740. This show is dedicated to two stars who have found fame and fortune dealing in rare stuff, other people's stuff. They are Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and AND's Northern Treasures. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Not bad. How are you? Good. I see we've decorated the studio here. I know. Isn't it nice? It's All nice. this Christmas stuff. Very festive. We had Christmas last year. We're going to do it again this year? Yeah, it's time again. Kind of how it works. Just kind of. I was going to say, but we've really embraced it this year. I mean, we have what all these decorations all over the studio. It's very nice. If you can log on, you can go to Zoomer Radio, our website, and you can see the live stream. You can see what we've, what somebody, not us, we can't take credit. Somebody's beautifully decorated our studio. It's very nice in here. Well, no, we are decorating this studio with our, with our likenesses today, if they zoom in on us. Oh, okay, sure. But you can go online and find us there. And we are live, by the way. And if you want to be a, a caller to have some, maybe you have some old furniture, an old figurine, maybe some flatware. You have an old silver plate collection. What am I thinking of? Flatware? Hardware? Yeah, cutlery. Cutlery. That's the yeah, word like I'm looking sterling. for. Yeah, like sterling. No, a lot, of people don't, a lot of people have the sterling cutlery, even the silver plates cutlery. Mm-hmm. And their kids don't want it yes. because it's got all curly lines on it. Bogey won't take it. They ever want straight lines. Right. They want white. Right. I can't believe that people get paid to decorate white on white plates. Fair enough. It's, it's a white plate with nothing on it, and someone got paid to design that. Right. Okay. We're getting derailed a little bit. Say you have an old comic book collection or an old toy collection or, okay. or something was handed down through the generations. They say this figurine, yep. it came from Hitler's bunker the day he was assassinated. You hang on to it. It's worth something. You can find out if it's legit. You can find out what the real yes. market price is, some of these heirlooms that you've had. Yeah. yeah. No, no. That's what we do. That's why I'm actually telling people now. It's December. Everyone's thinking Christmas. And come this spring, everyone's going to be, there's going to be a lot of our listeners out there who are thinking about, well, maybe they might want to move downsize to a condo or they're trying, thinking about getting rid of some of their collections. Time is on your side if you use it correctly. And that would be getting a hold of us early. Not next year. Two, I'm moving in two weeks, like we had someone a couple weeks ago. I have to get everything out of here in two weeks. Then time is not on your side. We can't get you the most money for it. I see what you're saying, because you yeah. got to sell at the sell-it-today price as opposed to its actual value. Yeah. yeah. And we help. Like, Bogart, Bogart does the lifting. I do the thinking. And we help you get the most money for your for your stuff. You're just going to let them get away with that? That's well, quite it's, it's a just, slap there. No, I know. I do all the lifting. Give me credit. I do think once in a while. 
<laughs> Once in a while, okay. You're not good at it, though. <laughs> you're not good at it. So but, you're saying if you're if you're planning not an estate sale in the event of your death, but if you're downsizing, you're think downsizing. of it the same way. Prep yeah. in advance. You guys are often books month books uh, booked months in yeah. advance. So get a hold of you guys early. And we can help. We can actually like we take it from begin to end. From the day you decide, you say I like I know we understand that it's hard to get rid of this stuff. You've collected it for fifty years. We take the stress out of downsizing. That's the best way to put it. We tell you where you can get the most for it, and sometimes it's auction, sometimes it's consignment, sometimes it's an outright sale. But that's where we come in and we help you because there's no uh, cookie-cutter solution to anyone's problem. Mm -hmm. You need some advice because everyone's got individual needs. And they got timing or they're going from 6,000 to 600 square feet. This is where we we can help you. Or someone just has a collection of 575 cookie jars. And they got to get rid of them. Yeah, it does happen. Sometimes you're not even a collector. I mean, you've, what was it? You bumped into what, tens of thousands of CDs. And it wasn't a collector. It was a guy who used to own a store 20 or 30 years ago or whatever, went out of business. And now he's got uh, a collection of CDs that he was just happy to be storing in his basement. There's lots of stories like that where people wind up with tons and tons of money by accident. Well, we're selling those. I found my my site. It's called consignment.heroescomics on eBay. Consignment.heroescomics. Comics. Comics, okay. The comics and heroes and comics is all one word. And they can go and buy stuff from us on our website that way. Plus, we have another one that we have Tron Coins. But people can buy from us that way, or they can actually come up and see us at 10,341 Young Street. But I've also got a story this week. Remember, I, you know how I talk about second opinions? Yeah, huh? Okay. Well, one, we saved someone a lot of money. But I've got a funny story. A friend of mine... Now, one of our collectors comes into my store. He says, I was just over at my neighbor. And he said, I wanted, he had, two, he had a coin worth about $4,500. It was what we call an MS-64. It was a very nice coin. He wanted downsizing. It MS-64 means that's the grade. That's the grade yeah. on it. Okay. So he wanted to get the next one down, an MS-63, which is worth about $1,500. Wow. So, but he said, if I give you this MS-64 worth $4,500, and what will you give me? This I want the MS sixty three plus some cash, and one's worth fifteen hundred, one's worth forty five hundred. I re I have to keep on saying this because they said to him, "Well, we'll trade you even because we have to make money." Well, wow. why would I trade? Why wouldn't I just keep my MS sixty four? But they had the audacity, valuable. and he actually thought they were kidding. He said, "Well, can you get your manager or something to you know verify this?" He says, "No, we have to make money, and this is how we work, and that's." So if he came, they have over, to make three grand on one coin to make a deal, a trade. It's a trade, really, is it's what you're talking trade. about. Yeah. So what they were going to get was a forty-five hundred dollar coin, and they would have had to give up the fifteen hundred dollar coin and give no money up. And he, he, he walked out of there mad. And this is where a second opinion comes. You have to ask someone else about this. Yeah. And, and, but I didn't have an MS sixty. He was a ninth. He was a an old nickel. So some of the coins are worth money. But this is a ridiculous kind of question. It's like when this happens. Yeah, well, that's not a second opinion. One of those quotes seems almost confiscatory. And the other one, well, what did you quote him? What did you say? If I had, no, I would give him $1,000. Plus, because I have to, right, I do yeah, have yeah, to yeah. make money. Yeah. But I don't have to retire on every single <laughs> on deal. On one guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and also, like I say, with this week, the second opinion lady was in this week. And um, some uh, one of my competitors close to me quoted twenty one hundred dollars, and we gave them twenty six hundred dollars, and that was the exact same stuff. So right. they had the quote, and I says, "Yeah, no, but we don't even care what the other person's quote is, 
because we we're, we're you're not put, looking to beat it. You're looking for fair fair value. We're for I'm fair sure it can hap, happen where somebody goes and gives a crazy quote, and you have to say no. That's not reality. Yeah. Yeah. So no, we actually don't know it all the time, and we just say no. Here's our quote. What what was their quote? And they tell us. I said, which one you want to take? And most people <laughs> take the higher one. Fair enough, fair enough. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio this beautiful Sunday afternoon. If you have a rare or interesting item or a collection, maybe it's old uh, furniture, maybe it's old costume jewelry, maybe it's comic books, an old video game console, an old pinball machine, I don't know, a pool table, anything you want no, to... No, no, no pool tables. Okay, fair enough. Nothing no pool over tables, 700 no pounds. I understand, I understand. Wait a minute, I'll ask Bogart. Any pool tables? I'm never lifting a pool table ever again. Okay, maybe that, a fancy pool cue then. How about that? Would okay. that be something you guys might yes. move for them? Okay, fair enough. Uh, you can get a real, uh, real-time real market assessment of what you might have. Maybe it's an old stamp collection. Maybe it's an old collection of toy soldiers. You never know what it's worth until mm. you actually have an expert get eyes on it or at least tell you what they think you might have. Our phone number right now is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. They do have a store, Toronto Gold Silver. You can find it. It's located on Young Street in Richmond Hill at 10,341 Young. That's just north of Major McKenzie, 10,341 Young. Now, also, I know we said it a lot last week, but this thing up at, um, I was in a mall again this week. Okay. That didn't go well for you last time. You were very, just, very upset inside I, the big shopping mall. I went at a different time, and it was hard to get parking spaces and all this. I went actually to change my phone. They were actually very nice to me. I had to go to a mall because of this. Yeah. But I'm looking, at, and I was also at Southworks, and there was all sorts of free parking there, all sorts of unusual guests, and I'm surprised that not more people are going out and buying. You know, gifts are a little bit more unique. I mean, a scarf, I mean, there aren't people who need scarves. I'm going to say I'm not going to down on scarves or socks because uh-huh. people do need them. Yes. But you don't have to go out and line up to get them and, you know, get into a fight in the parking lot and all this other stuff. You can get them in any time of the year. I think they fight in the store, not in the parking lot. Whatever they're fighting. But they shouldn't be. No, the point is, Bogart, they should not be fighting. I, what, am I, what I want people to do is, like, think about a place like Southworks Antiques and my friend out there at Clappison's Corners. You know, buy some of the unusual stuff. Recycle in. People all have these blue boxes. Yeah. Recycle in a, in a meaningful way. Buy something that should not be recy- that should not be t- thrown into the trash. Yeah, you were, you were saying that last week. It's sometimes more thoughtful to get an older piece of art, maybe a vintage watch from World War II that somebody might appreciate more than, say, a $100 new one or something like that. An older radio, if they're listening, yeah. if they're fans of Zuma Radio. Why not buy them a vintage radio as opposed to one made in Korea that's plastic to, made to look old? Like, you're, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Get something yeah. that becomes an heirloom. No, and like up at Southworks, they have uh, furniture, they got tchotchkes, all the little things that go into curio. Somebody always collects something, like spark plugs or whatever they're collecting. Or you can get uh, Royal Dalton's there, you can get glassware, you can get uh, vinyl albums. People go into these vinyl shops. And, and they're charging $25 for a new album. You can get the, the old one, which sounds just as good, for $4. And I I'm, get it. I'm get just it. saying, buy the $4. Buy quality up. is what you often yeah. say. Yeah. Okay, so listen, our number here, 416-360-0740. Maybe you have some flatware you want to get a good market value on. You can give us a call, 416-360-0740. Let's get to work on the phone okay. lines here. John in the beaches. John, how are you? Not too bad. How are you? Not bad. What do you have? I have a, I, uh, just out of curiosity, I don't know whether it's worth anything. I bought it in Montreal at Expo 67. It's an aluminum coin. I think it's aluminum. It's not really silver or gold. 
anyhow, if the coin has the three astronauts that first went to the moon, yep. and it's still in the cellophane package, it's like new, I can't read everything on it because I have to get prescription glasses, blah, 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 it's a long story. But anyhow, I don't want to involve you with that. I just want to get some sort of an idea if it's worth anything. If it's not worth anything, I'll just keep it for a conversation piece. Well, it's not going to pay for your new prescription glasses. I'm going to tell you that. Okay. Yeah. They're five to ten dollars, but other stuff out of Expo is still worth money. If you had, yeah, any... well, that's how that's how I have. So I think uh, you answered my question. I'm just going to keep it for a conversation piece. Oh yeah. And just say how you got you met some really nice guys on Zoomer Radio, and they told you what it was worth. How's that? Yeah, you can well, add that to the story. But you know, out of out of that uh, sixty-seven, there's those gold sets. There are the Royal Canadian Mint put out gold coin sets with a gold coin that's a little bit more than half an ounce. Those sets, which they sold back then for like thirty-five or forty dollars, are now worth approximately nine hundred dollars. Okay. Whoa. So yeah. in 67, you remember those sets? Oh, wait, uh, wait, sorry, this is a coin that has three astronauts who went to the moon? No, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say. His this stuff, is, sorry, yes, this gentleman's yes, stuff, is. unfortunately, if it was made out of gold, maybe, but those coins were about $5. They made a lot of them. But in this, yep. um, well, I'm, you're just making me think about the 1967, the stuff that's worthwhile out of that time period, because people have yeah. it in their safety deposit boxes or have it at home. These gold sets... Um, the, the gold coin says $20 on it. Do not take it to one of these road shows and let them give you $40 for it. It's approximately $800 of gold. Whoa. Okay. I wish I would have been smart enough to buy one of them. but Yeah, unfortunately, you bought astronauts instead of gold. Okay. Now, that was <laughs> – you didn't do well here. But, you know, every time we have an Olympics or some kind of like the 150th anniversary – remember the Olympics What about the, the Pan Am Games? Did any of that stuff become collectible? No, they didn't make anything for silver. <laughs> but the 76 Olympics, and a lot of people have these at home. They're like sets of two $10 coins and two $5 coins. There's 4.32 ounces of gold, silver in every one of these sets. Huh. If you have 28, the full set of 28, and a lot of people out there have them at home or in their safety deposit boxes, these things here are worth approximately $600 in silver. We oh, can give wow. an exact rate. Yeah, yeah. Plus, there's a quarter-ounce gold coin that goes with them and a half-ounce gold coin. And a lot of people, are they're just hanging. They're just, I don't know, this week a person brought in stuff, and they had three of those uh, gold coins mixed in with their silver coins. They didn't even know they were gold. Wow. And they were into shock. And this is one of the people who said, no, these coins here you have are, you've got one and a half ounces of gold here. Yes, yeah, so now you're talking closer to thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they were very, very happy, but they didn't know it because to them it was just a collectible that their grandfather got, and they didn't know it at the time. And at the time, he would have only spent Forty dollars on it, or fifty dollars, or whatever right, the number is. There could be an unsavory person who goes, "Oh, I see this collection. Listen, I'll give you forty bucks for it." Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So this is why I'm trying to say that people should be bringing these in. We will go through and we'll tell you what your stuff is, and we'll try and buy it. But we we're allowed to make money, but we're not allowed to. Re- we don't retire on every deal. All right, fair okay. enough. Uh, speaking of uh, big occasions, apparently we have some- Helen in Toronto has something from Expo '88. Hi. I don't know. We're going to find out. Hi. Hi. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, welcome to the show. Okay. I have a, um, you know the pins that you used to get at Expo? I have a FedEx one where the uh, circles, I don't know if they're supposed to be on top or the bottom, but they're the wrong place. And then they did a recall of those and put them in the right place. I was sitting around a table at um, at a meeting, and I said, how come everybody else's is upside down? They said, no, lady, yours is upside down. 
<laughs> oh, now that can there people who collect are always after that one mistake. That right, the, and if they didn't, especially if it was recalled, okay, yeah. this can happen. And well, wait, how did you get this pen? Like, what's the association? How did you? This Olympic. You're not Expo. You're talking Olympics, aren't you? No, she's talking about yeah, Ex- I'm talking Olympics. 88 Olympics. I was employed oh, by. Oh, I think she said Expo 88. Yeah. Okay, oh, I got did you. I? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. it's the note on the screen. That's okay. Yeah. No, but I'll ben, wake up. Don't worry. Okay. But no, it's Olympics 88. Now, people collect Olympic stuff, but it all depends if they made a lot of them. It depends. Everything comes down to there's no sense of having three of an item in the world if only two people collect it. So right. it depends on how many of them that he made, how many got out, how many they recalled. And being FedEx, so probably some people collect FedEx stuff now. There be people, people collect anything. So, um, but they might be. If I was guessing at this, I haven't seen one for sale, but mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a $25, $30 pin. The oh. regular pins are 5 and $10. Oh, because I've got a lot of the regular ones, too. They used to come into the office and trade. Oh, yeah. No, that's a lot of people. At the, mainly the value of the pins is worth it when the Olympics are actually going on. I know. Because I know. everyone's trading back and forth, and have you got this, and they're trying to complete their set and everything like that. What if I have a signed 8 by 10 Ben Johnson photo would that be worth anything yes yeah oh cool really okay cool he's actually a nice guy but he just got caught yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> exactly yeah okay so some money but we're not sure because of the misprint okay yeah. one other uh, yep. question you just said a lot of people collect fedex things uh i have a number of other oh, i didn't say that i said they might be starting to collect them oh but okay oh. go ahead okay sorry uh i don't know if i threw some stuff out that might be worth money yeah <laughs> you know pens and things like that that uh were brought back by some of the staff that went down there and then given to us. And I thought, eh, what the heck, put it in the drawer. And then I was cleaning out. And I may have thrown all that stuff out. That's not good. But you might have some of, some of the pins are actually made out of gold. Some of the executive pins and stuff like that. Oh, I, have, is, a, I have a gold FedEx pin because I was there for five years. Yeah. Now that, so I that's worth it as the gold. I have a pin. Okay. Now, five not the 5, 10, and 15 years are not usually as collectible as the 25, 30, and 40, and 50-year pins. Like if you had a Boeing 50-year pin, there are people who are trying to collect those, even though it's worth more than it is at gold. As a five-year-old, five-year pin, they're only worth usually the gold because they gave a lot of them out because a lot of people last five years. Okay? Right. And that, we get that kind That's of stuff. That's why I stayed that extra year for the pin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, <okay>. totally incentivized <laughs> by a trinket. Nice. Yeah. They work on behalf of the company, right? She put in an extra year there. Yeah. I'm going to say you're on the gullible side here. Okay. Well, I also, I think I also have one from the Credit Institute, the gold. So everybody else has just the regular. So yeah. when you go to Burks, get me a gold one. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Okay. So some money. Thank you so much for your phone call. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, our next caller is going to be Marilyn. Marilyn, where are you calling from? Bellwood, Ontario. Oh, where is that? It's up near Fergus, north of Guelph. Yep. Okay. I was going to say, my area. next question Mennonite. was, where's Fergus again? But okay. near Guelph. Okay, okay. I got you. Welcome yeah, to the north show. Of, north of Guelph, near, sort of in the Elmira area. Yep. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I have a lot of paper money, coins. Okay. Uh, too many to even mention. Okay. okay. Um, and I have um, crystal from my mother-in-law, and I have china from her that I would like to downsize and get rid of. I've been carrying it around for years, and I don't know what to do with it. Okay, now it that's a little bit further out. We go out that area about once a week mm-hmm. on our way down to London. I could come by. Now, mm-hmm. the coins and the, the paper money is easy to take care of. 
your crystal and other stuff might take more planning, okay? Yeah. Um, when you say too much to mention, it's, it's coins are good if they're made out of silver and they're too heavy to lift. Okay, that's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, I've got a lot of this, the uh, older coin, older 25 cents with the silver content and a lot of older money, too. Okay. now Like Queen Elizabeth when she was very, very young. Okay, the young queen is before 1965, so mm-hmm. that will all be silver content of 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, and But generally, it does not much numismatic value to it. Now, you okay. also, if you have that kind of stuff, you might be what we were just talking about, the Olympic sets and uh, the 1967 sets. A lot uh, of people I don't... Think I, do, I think I have some 67 coins. Okay. They're 50%. But what you do is you hang on, and maybe Sebastian gets your number, and I can give you a call after the show, mm-hmm. and we can make arrangements. I can come out if I'm out in that area. Because okay. um, you're, about, you're about a half hour, 45 minutes north of the 401, right? Yeah, 45 yeah. minutes north of 401. Yeah. Yeah, but you have a you you sound like you have a collection that's going to need more than just a quick radio call because yeah. she's got a lot of collections. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got you know like boxes of it basically. Yeah. And okay, so you're going to want Paul to go through these items and sort of catalog you you know for. Are you well, downsizing? What's the plan? Yeah. What's yeah, your... I want to get rid of a lot of it. Um, I could use an extra cast. I could use another car. A little okay. down payment on a car would be nice. Ah. Um, you know. Um, Moving on. Like, I like it. Like I have some spode china. Spode china, china? china. Slow down. Sorry. What is spud china? No, spode china. What is am I the... saying? What did you say? Spode, <laughs> spode china. Spode. Not spud. Spode is one of the one of the best china companies coming out of England. Oh, it's a now, maker. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And if, if you've got the Indian tree, do you have the orange Indian tree or the multicolored? Slow down, man. What the language orange, are you speaking? The orange Indian tree. Orange is actually the better one. It was mm-hmm. made for a shorter period of time. What is mm-hmm. Indian tree? Indian tree is a pattern. Okay. All right. Sorry, I'm new here. I'm okay. trying to learn. Okay. No, a lot of our clients have have Indian tree. They know blue willow and they know Indian. Tree. So it's actually oh, a tree. You made it, it worse. Blue willow now. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll just turn my mic off. <laughs> okay. No, it's Indian tree was one of those patterns made by about twenty different. No, maybe two hundred different potters, because they mm-hmm. didn't have to pay any rights. They were trying to make it look oriental, and it yeah. goes spode. Indian tree pattern goes back to about 1802, made by Colport. Really? And originally, it was all made by child, we're talking about child labor. You mm-hmm. were at, at you were eight years old. You worked in, a, in the Spode factory painting the uh, the Indian. Oh my little, God! It, yeah, you got you, those fine little hands yeah. for the detail work. Sure. So, and the, a lot of the china, the older, really old china, you can look at it. You'll see it's not that carefully painted, and it's mm. actually because it was painted by kids. Okay, oh. so. But going back, I digress from it. But the Spode Indian tree, the one you've got, is made much later. It is mm-hmm. actually a really fine china. It is finely decorated. It's not decorated by kids anymore. No. Um, and it, it'd be uh, hand. Someone's hand painted. Sometimes just transfer. But I'd have to check on the new prices. But it used to cost you about two hundred and fifty dollars a place setting if you bought it. Yeah, and I think there's about eight place settings. Yeah. But what generally do they go for now? They're going right now sixty, seventy dollars a place setting. Oh, that's it. Really? Okay. Yeah. That, well, that's more than and I that's spent it. There's nowhere to it, but there's unusual pieces in it. Um, we actually have. I I dislike the pattern intensely. My wife loves it. And Which I, one? Indian tree. Okay. Okay. Back to Indian tree. I got it one day. I brought home a platter that was it. the biggest platter I ever saw. It was like 25 <laughs> inches wide. I got it. It was literally 150 years old. She had it for almost 25 seconds, and she let it slip, and it broke oh, no. in half. 
Oh, oh, that sounds awful. She was I like, know. Whoops. Okay, so wait. So I've called up Indian Tree. This is it. Which is it? Yep, the inlay right or the outer lay? Yeah, that's Indian Tree. Yeah. So, you find this other, pattern seductive, do you? I, I I dislike it myself. Well, I like this. What is is that? It is it is it on the outside or the inside? No, is it the, the busier? Thing is Indian tree. Oh, the whole thing is Indian tree. It's okay, made by Spode, and a lot of the older Chinas. This is what's not happening. The kids don't like it. They want the no. plain white. They want they don't That's want cleanness. Like, and I think this one here you can put in the microwave because it has no gold on it. But a lot um, of the other patterns. I think patterns, it has a slight trim of gold. Ah, okay. Or metal were, along yeah. the edges. But it was very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. But but now I wouldn't buy any of that stuff made in China anymore. The stuff you go to one of these big box stores, yeah. and you get these same patterns, and they're made overseas. They're not the same. Okay, but still a very desirable yes. pattern. This is a place setting that can go as high as $60 per plate. She's got eight. These things are still collectible. Hang on. Sebastian's going to take your name, your number here. And I will talk to you off air later on. Okay. okay. And that was Marilyn in yep. Bellwood, which Bellwood. is near Fergus, which yes. is near Guelph. Guelph. Okay. Thank you so much. Our number, by the way, if you have a rare or interesting item or collection that you want Paul Kenny and his son Bogart to, to tell you a little bit more about it, what it might be worth, you can give us a call 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver & Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. And we're back. We are live at the Zoomerplex in beautiful Liberty Village. This is Consignment Heroes in studio with Paul Kenny, the son Bogar Kenny. They have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, more specifically identifying value that other people overlook. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, and of course this show as well. If you have a rare interesting item or anything you're curious about, it might have some special value. Maybe it's an old collector series of bubblegum playing cards. Who knows? Our number is 416-360-0740. Uh, we've even had people that had, they found uh, an old Jello packet box I, in their cabinet. You never call me back. I know, but you went berserk for this stuff. Unopened food, non-perishables, is sometimes collectible and worth a lot of money. Yes, I have right now. Like, we were talking last I week. I didn't mean to get fixated on it. I know, I know. I know. Yeah. But she didn't call me back, but I really want it. But this is an old Jell-O box that had the old, everyone remembers those Jell-O coins. The cars, the planes, uh, the hockey players, the Batman coins. All of those are worth money. A lot of people don't realize they're in people's toy boxes sitting at home. Yeah, you so know. if you have Grandma Had a Cupboard and there's an old box of Cheerios or something like that, that, that artwork, the contents are valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that friend This of, is my fault. I mentioned it. I got you excited about sorry, it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Bogart, when we, when we were talking last week about that magic card, my friend who had one sold it for 8500 U.S. One card of magic. 
Right, so I'm still struggling to understand this. So Magic, what is called Magic? Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering yeah, a is card. a playing card series. So you play some sort of version of yeah. like a poker with this. Pokemon is another one. No, like no, that. no, no, no. Like that's not helping anybody no, understand no, it's not, anything. It's yeah, it, it's basically like I say, like it's it's like almost like chess with cards. It's it's a lot of competitions going on. They keep having new sets. Cards get cycled in and out, so the older cards aren't being made anymore. Right. That's why they have a lot. More so it's players. called Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. Some people might have this stuff lying in wherever they used to keep their board games. Potentially, it's not that old though. Is it nineties? Something like 94, that. Ninety four. But they're kid. You know, the anyway, listeners, their kids are going to have it. For those wondering, what, what are you talking about? Magic: The Gathering. It's a series yeah. of playing cards. Well, some of these playing cards cards have been discovered as being extravagantly expensive. Suddenly, as yes. collectors' items. One of them just sold for $8,500 for a single card, but somebody said there was another one listed. Wasn't it for tens of thousands of 60, dollars? $60,000. $60,000 for one of these silly little it's just, it's playing same cards. Same card, but in better condition, basically, the Black yeah. Lotus. Unbelievable. But this is my point. People have this stuff in their basement. They mightn't remember, but their kids have left their kids have left home. I don't even know how you'd find out about this unless you listen to this show. I don't even yeah. I would guess that ninety percent of the people listening now have never even heard of these playing cards. Well, remember those Transformers? You yeah, that's a huge, yeah, big blockbuster film franchise, toys, toys, toys for 30 Some years. Some of those yeah. toys are worth $20,000. Okay, that makes sense, though. I've heard of Transformers. Nobody's heard of Magic the Gathering. But anyway, okay, fair enough. offended okay. a lot of people. Sorry. <laughs> it goes, when I talk, when I go into someone's house in the basement, they have their comics, their record vinyl, the stuff they don't think is worth anything. They, I go into a person's house, and I appreciate this. They have all the Daltons laid out nice. And well, they go, I have China. a framed uh, newspaper headline of the lunar landing. You go, yeah. great, everyone's got that. What else you got? And that's why I go to the basement. It says the stuff they don't think. It says you'll pay me this for you'll pay me a thousand dollars for this chair. Mm. It's beat up, mm-hmm. but no, this chair was designed by a certain person, and I'll pay you this money for it because. But it's that old, and I've heard this you know how many times. You'll pay me that much for this old thing. Yeah, and I says yes. Well, you say that with newspaper clippings. You go, you know, the headlines that were big, you know, uh, the end of World War II or the lunar, lunar yeah. landing, 9-11, those things, everyone's collecting those. But you say, yeah. but sometimes there's an obscure uh, comic artist. Yeah. And those might be worth a fortune. You never even glanced at that page. Yeah. But that artist might have had only a short run in like a small city, but he was did some fabulous work. And there's collectors for that cartoon market. But the rest of the paper you could toss out, even yeah. though it might have a great headline on it. Yeah. Titanic no. sinks. Well, who cares? But there was a guy that was, he did a comic strip in the back. That's the piece that you want now. It's always something weird like that that, that yeah. ends up being the big market. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, back to the phone lines. Uh, Elizabeth in Scarborough, welcome yes. to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zuma Radio. Yes. Um, uh, our Playboy magazines, we have uh, from 65 to 81. No. They weigh a lot. Could you send us some pictures? Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> oh. No, with the, with the internet now, um, Playboy. Everyone says they read the articles, but Playboy is good from number one to about 1962-63. After that, it exploded, and I think the publishing was like five or six million a month. Okay. And people saved them because they were just reading the articles. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they cost too much to ship. A a whole year, which weighs about 30 pounds, will sell for $10 or $12. Oh, okay. Okay. But your other, what I call the, we call them the... Um, your other um, dirts, as I call them, like Nugget, Dude, your pre-Playboy stuff, which is so tame. Wait, those were all other pornographic? Adult, ma- no, adult magazines. <laughs> okay, but not Sorry, adult, what were the names of them? I've never heard of Nugget, any of those. Nugget, Dude, Sir, uh, pre-1963, same like in comic books and stuff, is is actually collectible. They'll sell okay. for $10, 15 each. Yeah. What about Eris? 
I don't know that one. E-R-O-S. And I think there were only, it's a magazine, but they're actually hard uh, hard covers. And there was uh, uh, Spring 62, which was Volume 1, and Summer 62. Yeah, they and, might be worth it. Like, a lot of people don't realize that Marilyn Monroe was on magazine covers. The first Marilyn Monroe was not the, um, the Playboy. Mm. Uh-huh. She was on Red Book. Yes, oh, yes, 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 that's right. Yeah. And that's yeah. worth about $2,000. Yeah, really? So you're not yeah. familiar with Eros, E-R-O-S. Sorry. No, okay. Well, it's not ringing a bell. I'm sure you can find yeah. out. Okay, yeah, about I it, also yeah. have um, some uh, 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 three uh, ladies' uh, pocket watches. They're silver. Uh, they do open, uh, and there's gold around. Um, not The numbers are in black, but uh, on one of them, the hands are in gold, and there's a lot of gold around. Okay. Watches is something that's very... We have a lot of problems that we have to explain to people because watches was always something that you attributed value to. Now, we about eight, 90% of the watches that we get in, the pocket watch, even the men's watches, we, they, because they're large, the gold value is more than the watch value. If they're made out of silver, mm-hmm. they'll still sell, but um, what you've got, both things going against you here. It's silver and it's a lady's watch, so it's small. Ladies' watches are very hard to sell. Um, we just had a, um, a Rolex. It was valued at $12,000. We ended up getting, uh, I think, $1,500 for it. Oh, okay. With diamonds. And it was appraised, and, but they're just hard to sell. The, the styling is different. But yeah. men's watches, you get a 1940s men's watch, the large ones, they will still sell. Uh, 90% of our value, the 90% of our watch sales are men's watches and not ladies. Okay, these these are, um, you know, they're silver, and there's a lot of um, engraving uh, yeah. on them, but uh, you say there's not worth... No, no, I'm not saying they're worthless. I'm just saying that they're, we're going to have a problem. Okay. They won't sell for a lot, no. and they might be worth... A lot of times when people come in, bring stuff into, the, into our store, we will say to them, this might have more value to you than it does to me. I see. And we try and be fair, because it says, like, if I tell you the watch is worth $5, you'll say... I don't want yeah. you get mad at me, but yeah. that's what it's worth to me. And you say, well, it's worth a lot more to me. And yeah. I will, I gladly give them back Yes, because yes. we can't sell them. I don't want your inventory problem no, to become of mine. Of course. What about um, those little tiny animals that probably came in tea or they something? They came in, they're weighed figures, and they came in uh, red rose tea. Oh, is that it? Yeah, and they were only available in Canada and so they have a worldwide right. They were selling very well. The gingerbread man would sell for about $30, sells for about 10 The rest of the set used to sell for about 150 sells for right now about $75. But it brings back the, the weight figures. They also had the little Red Rose tea cards that people, I know a lot of our listeners remember that. The, they came in red box. Yeah, what was the other, the weights? What are these little oh, animal things? They're called Wade. They're made by Wade, which is a manufacturer in England. And what they did was it was a promotion only for Canada. Red Rose Tea is around the world. And people who collect Wade collected it, and a lot of people collect Wade. But what is the actual item? What does it do? Little animals, nothing. They're just oh, it doesn't like weigh down a tea bag or anything like that? It's just a collectible that came in your little box yeah. of Red Rose Tea. Okay, cool. Uh, there was the gingerbread man. A lot of them were nursery rhymes. The animals are not as good as the nursery rhymes are better than the animals. Um, and they were put out probably 1963 to 1970. And what do these animals and all this stuff sell for? Um, the, the nursery rhyme set will sell for about $100 now. Really? Yeah. The gingerbread man, because you only want to broke them, 
They used to counterfeit the gingerbread men. People made fake gingerbread men. Because they're that desirable? They were easy to do. They were selling for $30, $40. Okay, so Red Rose in Canada gave away collectibles. These are yeah. still valuable or There's more still, valuable. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. I, I, I never even red, heard of any of this. I had a Red Rose box of the MTT with the, the animal on the outside. I sold it for $150. Wow. The empty box. Well, people are crazy about tea, right? I could I could get becoming a collector in that, yeah. No, but there are people who collect these the tea cards all over the world. Uh, they're, cig- they're about the same size as cigarette cards. And we've talked on the show where a cigarette card Super set, valuable, yeah. Uh, there, are, there are probably well over 200 sets that are worth over $100,000 each set of cigarette cards from baseball and hockey. Okay, we have to get moving, or we're going to set. Sorry, okay. We're going to set a new record for no. the fewest call, calls we actually get to. So let's apologize to Sorry. Bruce and Scarborough. Bruce, we've left you on hold way too long. Welcome to the show. You're live on Zuma Radio. Thank you. What do you have? Okay, I have a, a letter opener. I think it's made of brass. Okay. Uh, it, on it, it says 1878 De La Valle to 1928. Okay, it sounds like a commemorative piece. Okay, I saw one of these on a. I looked it up on, a, on an auction, and it was listed. It sold at some auction, uh, the exact same one, but I couldn't get a price that it sold for unless I joined that particular. Oh, don't join those because what they do is they they nail you once and they and you have to go through a thousand hours of stuff to get off their site and they keep on yeah. building your credit card. Exactly. On so you send me a picture um, tomorrow at my shop at ten at. Uh, um, uh, cons- Sales at torontogoldsilver.com. Yeah. You were getting there. Yeah, I was getting there. If you send me a picture, I can get you the price on it tomorrow. Okay. Now, the other thing, just really quick, I have an autographed George Armstrong picture. Wow. What? No, you don't. No, no. George doesn't like signing. Yeah, He's... well, the, George Armstrong was a friend with my oldest brother. He still doesn't like friend. signing. I'm and telling you. And I remember when I was a kid, my brother brought me this picture. And to be quite honest with you, George Armstrong wasn't one of my favorite players. Oh. But I do have the picture still. I feel. Are you messing with Paul? He's been talking about getting yeah. George Armstrong memorabilia for years now. No, I'm not messing with. Him. I'm being very serious. I'm, uh, like I'm, I just told you the story. Honestly, he wasn't one of my favorite players when I was a kid, and my brother brought. But my brother and him were personal friends. Yeah. And my George, brother brought me this picture, and I thought, gee whiz, why wouldn't it be somebody like, uh, uh, you know, Duff or somebody? You know what I'm saying? Dicky Duff, a nice guy. I met him a couple of times. George. He used to be roommates with uh, Johnny Bauer. And right. I tried to get George to do, uh, I said, Johnny, can you get George to do uh, a signing for me? And he said, you want to get me killed? He, says, <laughs> he actually said that to him. And uh, Johnny's, Johnny Bauer was the, is the nicest person in the world, okay? But he, and, uh, he said, George just doesn't like signing. George, George Armstrong could probably command, I would probably be able to pay him $50,000 for a weekends of work. How about just my picture, one picture? It's probably worth between fifty and a hundred dollars, depending on what oh, kind of a picture okay. it is. Yeah, okay, I have a picture of the Avro Arrow. Okay, the original Avro Arrow, not a not a, a made up one. one yeah, everyone picture. thinks they've got like yeah. the, the negatives. Depends of those. on which. Yeah, depends on which. They one used to give them out in like a. It almost looks like a dossier, so it'd be like a cahier that opens up, and it looks like uh, like photos that were taken. Illegally yeah. in a hangar, but they're promotional. Like millions oh. of people got those. All right. Now, my pictures of it in the air. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what these were. Yeah, they were on the ground in the hangar, but oh, okay. they didn't have, like, the, the photos almost look like, um, 
like Johnson and Johnson prints. Like there's no info. It doesn't have the. Sometimes it it, may, it almost looks like a like a spy handed you the dossier on the yeah. thing. Well, so a lot of people have that, and they think it's valuable. Generally, they're not. To be quite honest with you, when I was a kid, I remember in Toronto, I was a Cabbage Town boy playing in the back lane, watching this thing go fly over Toronto all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, anyhow, that's okay. Uh, Give me some more collectibles from that time. If you've got stuff from your client from that time period, we're always interested. Okay, so Cabbage Town was a rich area for stuff. Oh, really? Oh, a lot of history. So you'd like to do a tour of some basements and the homes in Cabbage Town? Then I don't think Cabbage Town. Not all the houses have basements. Oh yeah, you're right. Because some of them are even now they're like cottage style. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Cool. Hey, listen. Our next caller is Gail in Mississauga. Gail, how are you? Hi. Hi. How are you? Pretty good. What do you have? I have a cup and saucer. Um, I know you were talking about them last week, I believe. Um, this one is an Ainsley. Yep. And it's bright red with gold trim. It has flowers in it, and it's got the signature of, don't tell me, let me Bailey know. or Jones? Uh, Bailey. Bailey. Bailey's go for between 50 and $75. Uh, the plates will go for, well, we just sold a plate for 175 for a gentleman. Um, but yeah, no, 50, 70, it's fruit or uh, flowers, uh, and fruit and flowers. They made a fair bit of them. That's still not, that's good money for a cup and saucer. Mm-hmm. I don't give you $75 for some whole China sets. So, mm-hmm. and, and they won't sell. These are actually selling right now. Take advantage of it. Um, and also the Paragon is, uh, is good ones. People are bringing me in cups. Crown Darby? Darby are worth money, but not in the same way. Uh, your twenty four fifty ones. uh, doesn't sell anymore, but some of your other other patterns will. I have to see them, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can bring them into my shop. Just make sure I'm there. And But I think $75 for a cup and saucer is not bad money. But some of the Paragons go up to $500, okay? Well, um, I also have a vase that belonged to my mother. It was given to her as a wedding present, and she'd be well over 100 years old now. Anyway, it's made in Belgium. and Lock Frères? Bosch. Bach Frères. Bosch okay. La Lavoir or something. Okay. Like yeah, I know it is. It's incised. I have to see it. They made many different types. The ones mm-hmm. that are deco uh, will sell for more money. It depends on the pattern of that. It's a good maker, and it's worth contacting me later on. Okay? Thank you. Thank you for your phone call. Diane in Brampton is our next caller. Diane, how are you? How are you? Good, good. What do you have? Um, he was talking about the Indian tree. Yep. Indian tree pattern, yes. I just learned about this. Pardon? What about the coal port? Coal port's the manufacturer. Indian tree is the pattern. Yeah. So, and the regular one doesn't sell as, it, they made a lot of it. It was in the, if you went uh, in the Burke's catalog in 1930s, they devoted two, three pages just to Indian tree. Um, it was probably one of the best-selling patterns. That and Blue Willow were probably the two best-selling patterns in Canada. So okay, there is a the lot coral. of it. Pardon? I have the coral India tree. That's the orange one. Okay. That's what we're saying. We think it's about $75 a place setting right now. Um, I'd have, it depends on the condition of it. And depending if you have any of the serving pieces are probably... Yeah, like the there's a soup terrine, the oval veggies, the big platters are always very desirable. If you send me off a list to my store, I can give you prices tomorrow. But uh, and that would, or you can call me at my store, which is 905-737-4653. We're not okay. Even, okay. 
Yeah, I have uh, some of that stuff, but it's all in storage right now. Well, but you're paying to store it, and you could be selling it to me. I know, I know. What else is in your storage? Anything else good? I have depression glass. Uh-oh, not good. Okay, go on, next thing. Sorry, what is um, not good? Depression Just glass. That depression was a, glass. That was green and pink and blue yep. glass put out in the 30s, and it, and it was meant no good? to look... Yeah, and it was sold in places like Woolworths, which we don't have anymore, and um, it was like 10 cents, 15 cents a, a plate, but people had it. And then they come out in so many different patterns, people started collecting it. It was very collectible in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Okay, okay. And it was very, very good. Sorry, okay. Diane, what else did you have? Sorry to cut you off there. I was just curious about one That's thing. That's okay. Um, you were talking about those um, plastic coins that they used to get with the cars and yep. airplanes and stuff on. Yep. Okay, I have a complete set of the cars. Okay, with, with the, the book? holder. Okay. And in the holder and the cars and that are all in in the um, original box that they were shipped in. Ooh, now that'd be nice. The original box you don't see that often. There's a, it looks like a chip a poker chip holder that they came in. Do you have the book yep. as well? The book cost a quarter. A lot of people didn't no, buy it. No, I don't. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't. The holder cost a quarter, and back then that was big money for us kids, wasn't it? It was. What are we talking yeah. about? Dinky toys here? What are you guys talking about? Okay, sorry, we lost Ben again here. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> you guys get inside baseball so fast, no. and you're just like, oh yeah, the old Indian tree. I'm gonna say this: you don't know what I'm talking, about, but I'm willing to bet that. Ninety percent of our listeners out there yep. know exactly what I'm talking about now. Okay, I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in no, the world. I didn't I'm mean saying, it like what that. on earth are you guys talking about? These came out in in um, in Hostess potato chips and mm-hmm. Salada and uh, on tea products, and they were little coins. You bought it and you got one per pack, or the Jello coins. So the Jello coins were the cars and planes. Oh, out... used to make me organize those things for days. Yeah, I used to make Bogart just sort them into sets. Oh, okay, they're okay. not really those. rare, but people collect them. And the first set was the cars, and that was in 1960. We're not going to date anybody out here, but 19 and in 61 they came out with um, the planes, and they also came out with the hockey in 1960. So these sets, your set, full set sells for about $100. Now, your, your mailing box, if it said that, I'd like to see that, that might be worth another $100. So I'd like to see that. This is worth um, talking to me later on in the week and it'd be something I'd be interested in. Now, if okay, you have the another hockey, whole world. Never even heard of it. Okay, cool. No, but our, our clients, I'm, I know a lot of them do it. They know this stuff. Okay, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live. More of your phone calls straight ahead. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. 
Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live in studio with our stuff experts, Paul Kenny from Storage Wars Canada and his son, Bogart Kenny. You also know them from A&E's Northern Treasures. After the show, if you want to get in touch with them at their store, which, by the way, is located at 10,341 Young Street. They have a store, Toronto Gold Silver, located at 10,341 Young Street, just north of Major McKenzie in Richmond Hill. You can call the store. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-GOLD. If you have an item that you want them to see, you can click a picture with your phone and email it to them. You send the email to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. That's sales at torontogoldsilver.com. If you want to see some of the items, videos of some of the rarer collectibles they have, they have a YouTube channel. You go to youtube.com. Put in the search line, Paul Kenny. You're going to scroll down. He's got about 50 videos of some sports collectibles, gold and silver, all sorts of little knickknacks. You can click through the videos and get up close and personal with some of these rarer items that we talked about on this show. Uh, our next caller is Fred in Toronto. Fred, how are you? Yeah, fine, thank you. What do you have? I have a 1953 Motorola television set, mm. which was our first television. Uh, a... How do you know it's from 53. Well, that was the year we bought it. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. So, what what's the make? Motorola. Okay, so M- Motorola 1953. That'd be a pretty common TV back then, right? Is it upright? Does it stand on its own, or is it like uh, just a, just the screen and then a small base? It's like a heavy uh, Bakelite case. You know, a square. It's more like a cube. You know. Okay, but how high does it stand? Is it like knee high, or if you just sat it down, is it just sort of ankle high? Oh, it's a. Uh, it's about two feet by two feet. Okay, yeah, because I'm looking yeah. at some of the most popular brands. So this has a speaker mounted below the screen? Yeah. I believe it has, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, That's that an be, early TV. That'd be used for props and stuff. Yeah. Would that be worth uh, much? Probably between three and $500, I would think. Okay, so right? we happen to have on this oh, campus yeah. an expert in all things vintage TVs. Although, is 1953 that vintage? Probably not. He said before World War II, they're better. So, okay. Moses Neimer... Uh, Zoomer Radio here on the campus. We actually have a television museum, which is spectacular. I saw it when he was down on Queen Street about seven or eight years ago. Right. So even Speaker's Corner from 299 Queen, the famous Speaker's Corner, it sits now here on the on the uh, Zoomerplex campus mm-hmm. in the museum. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we could bother Moe's, if we had a phone-a-friend, yeah. I don't think he's going to take that call. He could probably tell you to the penny what something like this is worth. But ultimately, I always encourage people with vintage TVs and vintage radios, even if they're not in working, <laughs> I don't know how, it, it's not okay to just yeah. pull up in your car and leave them at the side of the road on the campus here. But I'm sure that there are some rarer ones where maybe a knob or a tube or the frame of it or something like that, it might go on to have a future in the, in the TV museum here. But if I give them the wrong price... I know I'm going to hear it from Moses. Right. Okay. So listen. So I would say, why don't you why don't you donate it? And who knows? No. Maybe someday it might have your name on a plaque in the museum or a special thanks or who knows. I don't even know that Moses really wants me soliciting people no, dropping off vintage TVs. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, at least if you wanted to have a second life rather than just to sell it or whatever, because it might be scrapped to whoever buys it. No, it's why not, not drop it off at a museum and at least you know it's going to potentially have a future? Or you can just give me a picture tomorrow and I can give you a price. If Moses doesn't want it, I'll buy anything. Ask my wife. Ask my son. I'll buy anything. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't like that. Catch and come line. see the television museum here at the Zoomerplex. It's a fun day, that's for sure. Uh, any any final thoughts? Hey, it's Christmas time. People are important. Stuff is not. 
Make sure you take care of the people first, okay? All right, good stuff. And a special thanks to the show producer, Sebastian Hearn. Everyone have a great day. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.